Dad on Money is presented by the Small Business Accountants and Financial Advisors. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Dad on Money. I'm your host, Stephen Williams, and I'm co-hosted by a rotating cast of my children, each with their own financial goals and situations. Today, I am joined by Alex. Say hi, Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. I am a podcaster, a freelancer, an editor, and somebody who's just generally obsessed with podcasting. So today we're going to be talking about side hustles because that's what I'm all about. Well, I'm excited that you are nothing but side hustle. (laughs) The ladies must love that dance. (laughs) Actually, I haven't been on a date in a while. If anybody's listening in the Calgary area and wants to go out, It really doesn't need to be the Calgary area. (laughs) If anybody's listening and wants to be my friend. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so we're talking about side hustles today, about making money that's not necessarily your main thing, your main gig, but using your talents and skills to earn a little extra money. Hey guys, Stephen here, just popping in to remind you that Dad on Money is brought to you by the Small Business Accountants and Small Business Financial Advisors. For all your accounting and financial advising needs, our small business is here to help you. Come and get your personal taxes done and put that refund to good use. You've you've got to pay up taxes. So how do you do that, even if it's just a couple hundred bucks a month or something? Uh, You just include it on your tax return as uh, business income or other income, depending on really what it is. Um, if it's just something minor, like a couple hundred bucks a month, then, you know, you could probably get away with it in other income. CRA just wants you to have it in there. Um, if it's, if it truly is business income, like if this is stuff that you're doing for as a business, then the biggest difference between it going in other income or business income is uh, paying CPP. So paying into CPP isn't necessarily a bad thing, but you do have to pay into it. Uh, whereas if it falls under other income, if it meets that criteria, then you should be, uh, then you don't have to pay uh, into the CPP. But if you're not paying into CPP, then don't complain when you retire and you don't have any money because you didn't save money throughout your life and you're expecting the government to give you money. They might give you, you know, a whole 800 bucks a month and good luck on well. that. Because you can't live on that. Well, I'm a very efficient liver. I could probably manage off of $800 a month, honestly. (laughs) If you want to live in your car. And then you for sure will not be getting any dates to do the side hustle. Maybe I don't need dates. So, uh, (laughs) okay, what's a good philosophy around side hustle money, though? Because, I mean, let's let's say you have, you know, you have some job, whether, whether it's minimum wage job or corporate job or you know some other contract work whatever what's a good philosophy around side hustle money how should how should you be seeing that and how should you be fitting that into your budget well just like any other income uh you should be including that as part of your income you should be saving at least 10 percent of that you do need to factor in how much in taxes you're going to have to pay on that and so depending on what your other income is will depend on how much in taxes you need to save up for. So if you save 30%, you'd probably be pretty safe um, when the tax man comes calling every April. But, um, you know, just, and hey, if you save it up and you don't owe it, bonus, because now you've got extra savings, right? To put in your TFSA. Exactly. 
reference yeah. that in another episode. Please click on the TFSA episode. <laughs> we love the TFSA, uh, <laughs> which I just sent more money to today. So look at me, look at me saving money. Perfect. <laughs> you must be so proud, Dad. So proud. It brings a tear to my eye. I you're love you're it. like, he, he's finally taking all those lessons to heart. Uh, <laughs> it's been good doing these because then you kids understand and go, oh yeah, I should be doing that. Yeah, we're actually we're actually talking about it and being like, okay, I I guess I'll I'll do these things if we're talking about it on a podcast. So maybe this has been really good for us. Um, but back back to kind of freelancing that side hustle work. I want to I want to talk for a second about uh, taking something from being a hobby and kind of turning it into a side hustle. What kind of things do you think, at least on the financial end, do you think people should think about as they as they take something that they're just kind of doing for fun and turning it into something more? Well, let's let's change the term from side hustle, if we will. Okay. To like you know, starting your own business because really that's what it is, right? Um, Even if you're not registered as a business, do you, is you it? Don't see this. This is a this is a common misconception, and I'm glad you brought that up because you know you don't need to be registered as a business in order to um, have a business. Um, registering for a business, really, a lot of that is being a um, a corporation. So you're incorporating your business to be a company, a separate entity. So that's when you have to register it. Or you can register a trade name. You can do that as a sole proprietor or as a corporate business, but you don't need to. And so really it's, I'm going to do this tomorrow. So I'm going to make these widgets out of my garage, sell them on the internet or to my neighbors or whatever your marketplace is. You're now a business. You hire people to help you out, whatever the case is, you're a business. So just, you know, don't get bogged down by the, oh, I got to register this or I got to do that. Really, you don't. The biggest thing to understand is if you're going to make 30 grand in a year, you got to register for GST. Or when you do hit that 30 grand threshold in a year where you've invoiced out to people, you got to start charging GST right thereafter. So that's really the only time you really have to register is doing that. And really, if you're selling a widget, register for GST right away because then all the tools that you buy or all the supplies you buy or the computer you buy or whatever, you can get all that GST back. That's a good thing. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So don't get bogged down by the technical side of it. Just, you know, get into it, see yourself as creating a business, as creating something, whatever your widgets are, and and kind of uh, move forward with that. I'm curious to hear how, because there's, there's a tendency, I think, for people when they hear, oh, I, you know, I, I'm going to sell this, I'm going to start making some money off of this, to start thinking that they have to turn it into like a big business how can somebody keep keep their business kind of financially financially small i guess and not be you know caught up in the in the whole you know got to make more money got to make it more efficient got to do more of this if they just want to say you know make you know crocheted animals or something right and just sell those just on the side and don't plan to make it big 
then that's all they do, right? Like the biggest thing is, is being able to do what you want. And so if you're going to have crocheted animals and you put it up on Facebook marketplace and they're sold out, they're sold out. You can't make any more money and you know, it just is what it is. But when you make one more and you put it up on Facebook marketplace, now you're selling it, right? Like you can do as much or as little as you want to do. You know, if you want to, I don't know, make 10,000 of them, or if they go like hotcakes on Facebook marketplace and you set up your web, a website that, you know, does financial transactions and you're sending them all over the world because they're such a hot commodity and you hire 400 people and, you know, you can do that too. It, that's entirely up to you. You can do as much or as little as you want. It's just, what do you want, right? Do you want to make it big? Do you want to employ a whole bunch of people? Or are you good with making one a week and selling one a week? Yeah, okay. I like that. Yeah, because I think, I think that's something that commonly happens, especially once you start making money on something. There's this little bit of a, a pressure, at least from the internet, you know, uh, there's a little bit of a pressure to, oh, you need to do more. You need to make more. You need to <laughs> hire somebody. And Well, and that's, you know, it depends, right? Like if you're making $5 off of a crocheted animal, but $5 doesn't pay the bills, well, then obviously you got to make more. Well, un unless, I mean, I'm talking if you have another job on top of that, right? Oh, I re yeah, fair enough. Right. But, you know, a lot of people will do their on the side business for, you know, because they enjoy doing it, but then it becomes because the popularity of it, or they get more and more people requesting that sort of thing. So they go, Hmm, Hey, I could do this full time. I like to do it and I can quit my day job. Mm -hmm. Right. And then there's, there's a little bit of thought process that needs to happen there from going from quitting your day job to going to your, hobby, if you will, or, or part-time job full-time, because you've got to make sure you've got enough resources to be able to sustain yourself as you're growing that now full-time business. Right, right. So you're going to have to plan ahead. And as I always say, you're going to have to budget and save money for that, you know, time frame. You know, if it's going to take you three to six months to build up this business or build up the supplies to get it out to everybody that wants to buy this, then you're going to need that money to live off of for that period of time. Right, right. I had a, a couple guests on Broken Bulbs on another podcast that I do where they talked about that. They talked about how they didn't have a long enough runway yeah. when they were getting ready to start their business. They, they got into it and then realized like, oh, we don't have six months of runway here. And then they're kind of under the gun, especially since it happened in 2020 and everything else that was going on for them. And, and that's something that they mentioned is overfund it, you know, like be ready, have money in waiting, ready to go just in case. Well, have your, have your credit all lined up. Like mm -hmm. you don't want to be starting your new business and quit your job. And then a month later you go, I'm going to go buy a house. Right. It doesn't work. Right. It's not going to happen. Right. The banks or mortgage institutions are not going to give you any money when you've quit a 
consistent paying job and now you're doing something on your own that has no track record. Right. They're going to be like, no, not going to happen. And you're going to be like, why? I got my 20% down payment. <laughs> I was really good. I want to do that. And they're like, you got no history. Yeah. You've changed jobs. We don't know what this looks like, what it's going to be like. So no, we're not giving you any money. Right. So make sure all that stuff's in place hmm. first before you pull the pin on your regular employment. Right, right. And I think that's probably a good place to end is on that transition from it being your side gig, the thing that you do on the side, maybe on weekends or throughout the week, you sell a few of. And then eventually, if it's popular enough, if you get enough business, if you get enough clients or sales, whatever it is, that then you can make that transition into uh, into it being your full-time thing, but be ready for it to not... <laughs> get right off the ground and you being able to just afford everything perfectly. Uh, so with that, do you want to wrap us up here? Thanks for listening to Data on Money. I'm Steve Williams and you can find me at smallbusinessaccountants.ca. And I'm Alex Williams and you can find me on pretty much every social app and on a bunch of other podcasts. If you want to stalk me, go to mechoradio.com. That's M-E-C-H-O radio.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for liking, following, subscribing, leaving a kind review because that always makes us feel warm and fuzzy. Dad on Money is produced by Mecco Radio. It is sponsored, as always, by the small business accountants and the small business financial advisors who you can find in the show notes. I, Alex Williams, was your host along with my dad, Stephen Williams. And yeah, I think, um, I think that's it. I, I edited this too. Uh, and I hope you have a nice day. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Mecco.